Welcome to the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, a work of the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. We invite you to open your Bibles and follow along with us as we study God's Word together. Hello, everyone. My name is Cody Westbrook, and you're listening to another episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, a work of the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. We're in the midst of a study of the book of Nehemiah, and we're talking about rebuilding the walls. Nehemiah, of course, is the book that chronicles the process that the children of Israel undertook in rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem after they were able to turn home from their 70 years in Babylonian captivity. And the reason that we're studying this book is, of course, to make application to the church, and we are certainly all mindful of the difficulties that the church has undergone over the last year with the COVID virus and a number of other factors. And so as we look to the future and we think about building up the church, we think about strengthening the church, planning and moving forward, we're looking at the book of Nehemiah so that we can find principles that will help us to that end. So in Nehemiah chapters 1 and 2, we read about preparation. Last time in our, in our previous episode, we were looking at the three steps of preparation that are necessary before undertaking any great task in doing the work of God. And we find those three steps in the first two chapters of Nehemiah. You may remember that step number one is found in Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, and that is asking the right question. Nehemiah asked in Nehemiah chapter 1 concerning the Jews who had escaped, who survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And what we learn from this particular section is that if we're ever going to solve a problem, first there has to be a sincere and an objective desire to know what work needs to be done. And that's because no good work was ever done by people who don't care. So in asking the right question, it indicates, first of all, that we care to ask, we care to know, we, we care, and, and we want to know how we can do the work of God in the best way possible. So we ask the right questions, we search for answers, we want to have an, an, an idea of what the true challenges are. And that's exactly what Nehemiah does in Nehemiah 1, verses 1 to 3. Step number two, then, is Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4, through the end of the chapter, verse 11, and that is, he took God's work before God's throne. Immediately after asking the question and hearing the report and getting a grasp of what the issue and the challenges were, Nehemiah bowed his head and, and went to his knees, and he prayed to God. He recognized that, that he was, it was God's people, and Jerusalem was God's city, and rebuilding the walls and doing work, doing that work was going to be God's work. And so he appealed to God, he was realistic about the cause, and he asked humbly for God's blessing in going to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. So preparing for a good work involves, number one, asking the right questions, which means seeking to identify exactly what the needs and the challenges are, Second, praying about it. We're doing God's work because we're God's people and it's God's church. So therefore, let's take God's work before God's throne. And now, number three, 
We arrive in Nehemiah chapter 2, and in this chapter we find the third step, which is this. Nehemiah went to work crafting the right plan. He went to work crafting the right plan. Now, here's the reason why this is so important, and I want you to listen to me very closely because I don't want there to be any confusion about the point that I'm going to make. It is very true and very biblical that in doing the work of God, we must trust God and we must depend upon God to provide for us. And indeed, God does provide for us. But it is also true, I think, that to an extent, many congregations of God's people have suffered because all that they have done is trusted in God and depended upon God without actually taking any part in the process themselves. You see, what we see in Nehemiah is that he trusts God, he depends upon God, but he doesn't sit back and go along to get along and just wait for God to heap blessings upon him. That's not what Nehemiah does. Instead, he trusts God, he depends upon God, and Nehemiah gets to work with crafting a plan, with looking to the future, with preparing to do the work of God. You see, there's a balance here. And just like in everything else, God plays a part, but we play a part too. So if we adopt the attitude that says, well, we'll be okay, you know, God will provide. Well, it's true. God will provide and we must trust him. But if we sit back and say, well, we'll be okay, and we don't look to the future and we don't make plans and we don't do our part in serving God and our part in the equation, then God will probably not bless that work. So there is a part that God does, but there's also a part that we do. And this is what we see in Nehemiah chapter 2. So I want you to notice in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1, Nehemiah, uh, the Bible begins uh, by saying, It came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king, and I had never before been sad in his presence. Therefore the king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? There is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid, and I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah to take the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Now I want to stop there and notice a couple of things. First of all, I want you to notice that in the time period between chapter 1 and chapter 2, we have approximately four months. So there's approximately four months between chapter 1 and chapter 2. What that means is that Nehemiah did not reach a hasty or careless decision. What Nehemiah is going to elaborate in the verses that follow is not something that he came up with overnight, but rather it's something that he spent time and prayer and careful meditation in thinking about and in planning. Whenever we do the work of God, we cannot do the work of God in a knee-jerk, hasty sort of way. But rather, we ought to do it carefully, we ought to do it prayerfully, we ought to take time to carefully and clearly think out and plan the things that we're going to do in the kingdom of God. 
Now, Nehemiah, in the first five verses, he asks for permission to be able to go back. He looks for the king's blessing to be able to go back home and rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. But now I want you to notice what Nehemiah does. There are five things that he elaborates on now in the rest of this chapter that will help us to see his plan. First, look at verse 6. Nehemiah, number one, set a time. He set a time. Listen to what he says. Then the king said to me, How long will your journey be, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Now, the reason why this is important is because every successful plan or goal has to have a beginning point, and it has to have an ending point. Here again, in my judgment, is an area in which sometimes we fall short. We have ideas, we have desires, we even put plans together in some way, but we never set a time. We say something like, well, someday we'd like to be able to fill in the blank. But what Nehemiah does to the king is he says, here's what I want to do, and here is the time frame in which I'm going to do it. Every successful plan or goal has a beginning point and an ending point. Now, that doesn't mean that in the process of carrying out the plan that the time might change. Of course, sometimes we have to adjust. In fact, many times plans have to be adjusted and time periods change. But the point is that we never enter into a plan of action that is open-ended. Rather, we sit down and we craft a goal, and that goal has ways of measuring uh, the uh, success, or that that goal, rather, or that plan has ways of measuring uh, how far along we are in that plan. There's time periods. Second, look at verse 7 and 8. Nehemiah not only set a time, number uh, verse 6, but in verse 7 and 8, Nehemiah communicated. Listen to what it says. Further, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they may permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertain to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Notice that this is a section that has to do with communication. Nehemiah knows that he's going to be traveling back home to do work, and so what he says to the king is, please give me a set of letters. I'm going to need a letter that will give me permission to get beyond certain checkpoints. I'm going to need a letter that will give permission for me to get the building materials and things that I need. This is about communication. Every successful plan involves communication. Leaders communicate with other leaders. Leaders communicate with workers. Workers communicate with leaders, and workers communicate with other workers. Look at chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Nehemiah is continuing to communicate. Now he's speaking to the children of Israel, and look at what he says. Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do this good work. 
Notice that in chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, Nehemiah communicates the plans and the procedures with those children of Israel who were going to be working with him uh, in this project of rebuilding the walls. You see, leadership crafts a plan, and then leadership has to communicate clearly what the plan is to the congregation. That's what's going on in Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah says, here's the problem, here's the solution, here's how we're going to meet the problem, and the people said, let's do it. Communication involves communicating the plan, communicating the procedure, letting people know, here's how this is going to work. But there's more. Look at chapter 4, verse 13. In chapter 4, we begin to read about some of the uh, difficulties that Nehemiah and his people suffered in this project. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 13 and following, the Bible says, Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half held spears, the shields, the bows, they wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah." Skip down to uh, the verses that follow. Verse 19, Then I said to the nobles and the rulers and the rest of the people. Look at verse number 22. At the same time I said to the people, Let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem so that they may be on guard by night and a working party by day. You see what's going on in Nehemiah chapter 4? Nehemiah is a leader, not a manager. And there is a difference, by the way, between a leader and a manager. Nehemiah, as a leader, he sees the problem that's going on, and he steps up to the plate, and he grabs the problem by the throat, if you will, and he handles it. He stands forward before the people, and he communicates clearly to everyone, the kings, the princes, the nobles, the uh, uh, officers, the butcher, the baker, every single person, he lets them know Here's the problem. Here's how we're going to meet this problem. Remember that God is with us. He even gives them a battle plan, if you will, in order to deal with this challenge from Sanballat and Tobiah. He says half of you are going to work. Half of you are going to stand guard. Half of you are going to work at day. Half of you are going to uh, work or stand guard at night. You see, Nehemiah was constantly communicating. He told them what the plan was. He told them how they were going to accomplish the plan. He told them what the problem was. He told them how they were going to overcome the problem. Communication is key. If there's not good communication within the body of Christ, there will never be good success in doing the work of Christ. Every good plan involves and requires communication. Number three, look at verse 11. Nehemiah's plan involved... Uh, setting a time, verse 6. It involved communicating, verse 7 and 8, and other passages as well. And it also involved evaluation. Look at verse 11. The Bible says that Nehemiah came to Jerusalem and he was there for three days. He says, I arose in the night, 
I and a few men with me, I told no one what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent well and the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burned with fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and I viewed the wall. Then I turned back and I entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews or the priests or the nobles or the officials or the others who did the work. Now what's going on in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11 to 16? It's evaluation. You see, before Nehemiah was ever uh, able to communicate to the people the plan, he first had to go put eyeballs on the work on the project that needed to be done. The Bible says that he went throughout Jerusalem. He looked at all the different gates. He got a close-up view. He got a uh, a bird's-eye view by going far out and looking at the, the wall as a whole from a distance. Nehemiah went to see the problem for himself so that he could give it a correct diagnosis. You see, as we're talking about doing the work of God and we're talking about rebuilding the walls, we have to do the same thing. What is the challenge? How big is the challenge? What needs to be done in order to meet the challenge? What's the best course of action? What are some pros and some cons if we choose to do it this way versus if we, versus uh, choosing to do it another way? You see, this is all part of evaluation. And this is vital to any and every successful plan. Setting a time, communicating, and evaluating what needs to be done and how. Then in verse 17, there's education. We looked at this passage earlier under the heading of communication, but look at it again. Then... After having looked and after having evaluated, verse 11 to 16, then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, and how Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates burn with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, so that we will no longer be a reproach. Notice that Nehemiah is not playing the blame game here. He is not pulling the people together and saying, Look, you see all this? This is because of what our fathers did. Shame on them, and now here we are having to pick up their mess. No, no, that's not what... He's not pointing fingers. He's not blaming anybody. He's educating. He says, here's what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to do it. Every good plan involves education. Setting a time, communicating, evaluating, educating... And then finally, there's motivating. Motivation. Listen to verse number 8, Nehemiah 1.8. Nehemiah says, The king granted them to me, those letters that he asked for, according to the good hand of my God upon me. Look at verse number 12. Then I arose that night, and I and a few men with me, I told no one what my God had put in my heart. Look at verse number 18. I told them of the hand of my God, which was uh, had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that were spoken to me. And so they said, let us rise up and build. Do you notice a common thread here? Nehemiah recognized that God was with him. He recognized that he was working for and that he was working with God. And in fact, the Bible tells us the same in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. It is God who works in you and through you to will and do his good pleasure. 
Also see Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. But Nehemiah, it wasn't that Nehemiah just knew this information. Nehemiah, when the time was right, according to verse 18, he stood up before the people and he told them this information. You see, Nehemiah was a motivator. Nehemiah reminded the people, and we'll see this various times throughout the book. He reminded them, listen, we are God's people. We are doing God's work. We are working for God. We are working with God. God is on our side. He is for us, and He will bless us. Keep the faith. Keep fighting. Keep going. That's motivation. And that's the third thing, That's or the uh, fifth thing, rather, in this third step of preparation, crafting the right plan. It involves setting a time, it involved communication, it involved evaluation, education, and then motivation. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the time frame in which we're planning to do it. Here's everything that needs to be done. Here's how we're going to do it. And here is the information that we need to know to motivate us to get it done. This is a perfect blueprint for planning anything that we're going to do in the church of our Lord, planning to do the work of God. So before Nehemiah got to work, he took time, he took steps to prepare for his work. He thought carefully. He prayed about the work that needed to be done. He he thought about the future. It wasn't just a, well, everything's going to turn out all right. We'll see what happens sort of approach. No, no, that's not Nehemiah's mindset at all. Nehemiah's mindset was, here's the work that needs to be done. We're going to do this work for God, and we're going to plan, and we're going to do it the best we can, and we're going to trust that God will bless us. And brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the attitude that we need to take now as it pertains to uh, building up the church, doing the work of God here in the year 2021 here in this world, in this country, in the United States of America, this should be our attitude. This should be our approach as we seek to rebuild the walls. Well, that's the end of our episode for today. We're thankful that you took the time to listen to us, and we hope that you will subscribe to our podcast, that you will let uh, your friends and your brethren know about this podcast. Come back and listen to future episodes. We enjoy and uh, Appreciate the privilege of being able to open up the Bible and study uh, study the Word of God with you. We hope that you'll come and visit us if you're in the Austin area. We hope that you'll log on to our website, www.swcfc.org. There are several uh, various uh, helps on the website that uh, perhaps will assist you in your study of God's Word. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you'll continue to do so as we open up the Bible and study more of the wonderful Word of Life together. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast. Please visit our website at swcofc.org for more information about the Southwest Church of Christ, and if you're in the Austin area, please come and visit with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us again as we open up our Bibles and study more of the wonderful Word of Life.